and welcome to Church for the Cities podcast in Yuma, Arizona with lead pastor Tyrone P. Jones. Our mission is for people to encounter the reality and presence of God. For sermon videos and next steps, visit us at ctcfamily.com. Now join us for the message. Let's stand and let's uh, read Psalm 23. We're going to read all of it. It's six verses, so full of power. This is a poem, by the way. It's a poem that David wrote. I love David. I love his life. I love to study about him and read about him. Um, There's so many things about David that I've always loved since I was a girl. And this poem that he wrote says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. In the NIV version, it says, I lack nothing. And this is what I've titled uh, my message, I lack nothing. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right path for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, or the other version says through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me. All the days of my life. Amen. You may be seated. I'm sorry I was supposed to pray for a Sierra Vista Presbyterian Church Pastor Darren Hawkins. Lord, just send your word to him so that he can impart to his people. We always pray. I love that he always uh, prays for a local pastor. Um, the 23rd Psalm is not just a pretty poem with lots of beautiful sentiments. It's used so much when people pass away. Usually, you know, you go into a funeral service and they give you a little pamphlet. And it always seems to have that psalm, doesn't it? We got a lot of letters, a lot of cards in our uh, flowers. And it, usually people write Psalm 23 when you have a loved one that has passed. And as I was reading this psalm, um, and I felt from the Lord that he'd given me a message, I thought it was so much. I wrote and wrote and wrote so many pages. And when I showed my husband to, so he could help me out, he said, V, this is more than one message. You're never going to get done. So I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit take control because how many of us know that without him, we're, we're just, we're, we can't go through this life without the Holy Spirit. I, I love that Jesus himself, when he was, went up to be with the Father, he said, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. But I'm not going to leave you alone. I've left you the Holy Spirit. So all my life, I've been able to go to the Holy Spirit because with him, I have free access to the Father. I can just go cry to the Holy Spirit. He's my comforter. He's my strength. He gives us power. So when I was thought about the Psalm 23, I thought, do we really know the power of these six verses? It's an accurate description of the kind of life that is available to anyone who will allow God to be their shepherd. And what's hidden in this six verses is for us today. 
for us to walk with today. It's not for us to have all that he's promised in Psalm 23 when we're dead and we're gone. It's not, it's for us right now, right now as we're walking through life. So let's walk together. Let's walk through this road that is marked by God's great sufficiency for all of our needs. Who is this Christ that's our shepherd? In Psalm 23, 1, David said this words, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Those were his first words. You know, our view of him is so small. We see our God as too small, too cramped, too human. And because of it, we feel unwilling to allow him to have authority or control. Less outright ownership of our lives. As wives, sometimes we have a hard time with the word submit, don't we? Honestly, we do. We have a hard time with our husband taking care of our finances or knowing how much we pay to color our gray hair. <laughs> uh, we have a hard time. I don't understand why. I have never had a problem with it, even though I lived uh, by myself for a long time. Um, once I got married, I was like, take it over. I'm good. I'm not supposed to be carrying this anyway. If I lose my job tomorrow, you got to provide, buddy. The Bible says you are my, you're going to provide for me. I'm not going to worry because I know you got this because you're the man. You're going to go and work and provide for me and I can eat. Um, for Jesus to be our shepherd, he must be our Lord. He has to be our Lord first. Philippians 2 Verse 9 through 11 says this, Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. I love that. No parent wants to convey to their children, don't take everything that I say seriously. Neither does our father. Neither does our father. The difference, though, is that often parents, we're so imperfect. And we give space to undermine our word. But our father never gives us an opportunity to undermine his. Never. So we need to take what the Lord says seriously. We need to take hold of those promises and say, they are for me. They are for me. Your promises are for me now. When David said that the Lord was his shepherd, he was confessing that his own inadequacies. He was confessing that to the life without, without him, he had no guidance. He needed guidance and he needed help. He was saying, I have proven over and over that I cannot either discern danger or protect myself from it on my own. I am like a vulnerable lamb in need of constant guidance, supervision, and protection. Let's not forget, when I was writing this, I thought, and this was a king. This was a king writing this. What humility he had. David's confidence was truly in, the, in his shepherd. Two, verse 2 and 3 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. David never wavers in his confidence in God as his shepherd. If I am a sheep in the flock of God, then I am his business. I am the Lord's business. We can be confident that we will not lack leadership. We will not lack provision. We will not lack protection, nor love, nor concern. 
Before David wrote of the shadows and valleys of death, he trusted God. Before writing of loneliness and enemies, he trusts God. Before writing of eternity, he trusts God. Do you know why a statement of trust must come first? We cannot cry out for deliverance or expect guidance through the darkness or manufacture a calming assurance in the midst of all of our trials without first having expressed confidence in our shepherd, in this shepherd. David spoke with a strong sense of pride and devotion and admiration, almost like he was boasting this is my shepherd. Look at my shepherd. It's the same thing as if I walk around and I say, I'm so proud to be an Escobar. So proud. Juan Escobar, that is. Nothing to do with Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Praise God. But I'm so proud. I'm proud that I have six brothers and two sisters. I am proud of who I am. I am proud that I'm married to Pastor Tyrone P. Jones. I'm proud to come to CTC. But none of that matters. None of that matters if I don't walk around boasting and prideful of who my shepherd is. Who my shepherd is. Because that is who you all will see. You all will see who I'm following. Who's guiding me. So we need to boast about him. Because your neighbors, your coworker, your friends, even your own children. Will they want to follow your shepherd, if you're walking around defeated all the time, and, uh, woe is me, and your marriage is a mess, your finances are a mess, and do you think somebody else is going to want that same shepherd? No, is that the shepherd you want to leave your family, your kids, your family that's not following Christ? No, it, nobody's going to want to follow that shepherd. So you've got to, even in the midst of our trials, we got to walk in confidence. God has got this. He paid for us with his price, with his blood. He bought us with a high price. You may feel like David at times. David, right before he wrote this beautiful poem, in Psalm 22, 1, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. Psalm 42, 11, he cried out, why my soul are you downcast, sorry, why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in your God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. This shepherd, this shepherd who was a king, he needed a greater shepherd. He needed the Lord Despite his agony, he knew where his hope came from. Despite what he was going through, he knew. Sheep, they can often get cast down because they have too much wool. I love this part. There's a book that I read that, Pastor, as you know, there's books everywhere in my house. When I mean everywhere, I mean everywhere, including the kitchen. <laughs> there's, he loves to read, and I, and I love it because I love that he... Is so passionate about his books. But I picked up this book and I just loved everything that it said. And I read that wool in scripture refers to our old self-life. We have a, a golden doodle and her hair gets all matted. And she comes in from the outside and carries all this stuff into the house. And we get really upset when we walk on the floor on the carpet and we get we get the stickers you know that she brings from outside and and i thought about this i thought what are we carrying 
What are we carrying into our homes that then our kids get hurt by it? Those little stickers that we bring into our home, into the home where we're raising our kids, don't belong there. You need to get those out. You need to cast them out because you can't let those things come into your children's lives. And then they're going to get married and form their own lives and take it into their own homes. All this old stuff, it weighs us down. I, I had a turtle before I married Tyrone, but you know, I'm going to talk about him. He, he said, no pets, V, no pets. We were going to get married. There's only two turtles. But this turtle... She, for I don't know what the heck she would do, but she would like to go over by the fridge and turn herself upside down. And then her little feet would be, she couldn't, you know, roll over. And so I thought about the sheep did the same thing. That's what I read in the book, that the, the, the sheep did the same thing because it was so heavy. Their wool was so heavy. And you know that it was, the shepherd had to pick up the sheep and start shearing them. Shearing, Yeah. Cut it off, cut it off, take it off. And it hurt. It hurt the sheep and it hurt the shepherd. Because it hurts. It hurts sometimes to give up what we're carrying, doesn't it? I don't know why it hurts. Because we know he's going to take it and heal it. But we carry things from our past, sometimes from our childhood. And we hold on to it. And it's in our heart. I'm not going to speak of it. I'm not going to speak about the abuse. I'm not going to speak of everything that happened to me. I'm just going to keep it right here. But we, we carry it and it weighs us down. It weighs us down from what the Lord has for us. So the Lord says he wants to refresh my soul. He wants to take all that stuff out. He, he wants to sit like I sit with my dog. And I, and I always say, come on, before daddy gets home, we got to clean you up. And I sit there and I take off those stickers so that we're not sitting there the next day stepping on them. Why don't we do the same thing to our lives and let our shepherd take all that away, everything that's weighing us down. Let him take, even if it hurts, it hurts to give up our addictions. It hurts sometimes to give up the anxiety. And the, I, some, you know, I feel like sometimes it's so part of us. Like, oh, yeah, I suffer with anxiety. I was like, it's part of your conversation. Do you guys remember um, there was a time when people were so into the some gram angiogram. I don't know. You're an eight or you're a seven. I never read that. I was like, I don't want to read it. I don't want to know. I don't want to walk around boastful and say, yeah, number seven says that I'm prideful and controlling and woohoo, that's who I am. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be that. I want to be a child of God. I want to be confident. I want to walk in his word. I don't care what that says. Maybe I am those things, but I don't want to be those things. I don't want to be controlling. I don't want to be deceitful. I don't want to be selfish. I want to be a daughter of the Most High. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. You know, the word says we walk through it. We don't stay there. I don't know where my mom and dad are. They passed away. My dad just recently passed away. And we had to go through that dark valley. But I knew one thing. I knew that it was just a path that we have. To, we're not from here. We're just passing through. We, we don't be so comfortable. 
Don't be so comfortable in the things you have of this world because you're going to leave it all behind. We're just going through it. And I knew that my dad had to go through that valley. And we were going through it. But it was, it was just, we're, we, he wasn't even going to stop there. It was just a tunnel. It was a tunnel to get to the other side, to eternity and eternity with Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, you're in a dark valley at the time. We have many. The word of God never, it never told us that this was going to be easy. Never. When the Lord told me, you, you know, I don't know if you know my story, but when I met pastor outside this church and I walked away to the parking lot, I turned around and I told my brother, he's going to marry me. <laughs> Confident. It was something inside of me. It was the Lord saying. But you know what? The Lord, when I got home and I realized that what I had said was true, I knew the Holy Spirit put that inside of me. And I thought, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. My English is not good. They only speak in English there. All the worship is in English. It's a huge church. He's so smart. He's so amazing. I saw myself this little, I said, I can't do it. You can't be right, Lord. He's not for me. And the Lord said, oh, you are a gift to him. You are going to be a gift to him. You've got to recognize your worth. You've got to know who you are. The Lord has done some amazing things. But you know, way before Tyrone P. Jones came along, I had a shepherd. I've had a shepherd all of my life. I had a shepherd. The Lord has been with us. It says here that the Lord, my brother made me a rod. I feel bad that I haven't used it. But he, when he knew I was going to speak of it, um, he he went out for a hike with Aloani, his daughter, and he made this for me. And I thought... This is, this is like a, a, not a store-bought one, so I love it. I'm like, I have to use it for something. But um, I thought about, you know, how the Lord corrects us, how our dad corrected us. We know it so well, don't we, Juan? When my dad said he was going to spank us, he was going to spank us. And I don't mean with his hand on top of our diaper. I mean with a belt on our buttocks. But... The same way that he did that, the same way my dad loved us. He would get home after three or four jobs. You know, he worked in the fields. He was an irrigator. He was everything. He, he also loved us. He also would play for, with us. He also would sit us on his lap and just love on us. That is how the father is. Every mountain has its valley. This verse says that I will walk through it. It doesn't say I die there. I walk through it. For the child of God, death is not an end, but merely the door into higher and more exalted life in Christ. The word says I am with you always, even in the valleys. For those of us who remain here on earth, there are still valleys to walk. Many the good shepherd assured us that in his word that we will have trouble. But let me, let me just read it. John 16, says, these things I have, ah, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The, the question is not whether we have many or few valleys. How do I react to them? How do we go through them? We're going to go through them fearlessly. 
fearlessly. That's how we're going to do it. Because the word says so, that he's with us. And in doing so, I will not only be blessed, but I will bless those. I will show those that are coming after me. My children, my family members, my coworkers, my friends, everybody that's coming after me, that's watching me, they will see that I am fearlessly going through the troubles and the tribulations in my life. Right before my dad got sick, my dad had dementia. And right before, he had some really good days and some bad days. There was a Friday when my... Um, Sister-in-law was going to take her, the women from her church, to a service in the foothills. And she called us, texted us, and said, who can come and stay with dad? And there was a football game at Yuma Catholic. And I told her, I'm not going to go to the football game. I'm going to go have a taco date night with my dad. Football, tacos, that was easy. So I went and picked up my dad. We went to tacos in Summerton. We sat and had a good, good taco time. My brother Juan and Brenda showed up there. And afterwards, we went to the Raspados. We went and had some snow cones. <laughs> and we saw somebody there that we knew from a long time ago from my childhood. And um, this man had been very ill. And you could tell he looked like he had aged like 20 years. And we got in the car and my dad said, I hardly recognized him. You know, what happened? And I said, well, Dad, he's, you know, he got sick. He has this and this. So we're driving to his house. And my dad says, you know, when the Lord calls me home, he's about to call me home. But, and I can go now rest, resting assured. I am so sure that you are happy. You don't need me anymore. You have Tyrone, he would say, because he couldn't say Tyrone. Um, <laughs> You have to, you don't. He calls my car cash money. So he's like, you have cash money. Your kids are fine. He always worried about my kids. I said, dad, my kids had you as a father. We're, we're all fine. I am so happy. You don't have to worry about me. Just go, go in peace. I'm fine. So we're driving, dropped him off, prayed with him. And I left and I got to my house and I parked in our driveway. It's something in me. The Holy Spirit said, go back. Go back to your father's house. It was 9.30 at night. I turned on the car, closed the garage, and I left. And Tyrone calls me and I said, I got to go back to my dad's house. I have to say something to him. He didn't question it. He didn't say anything. He said, okay, just call me when you're on your way back. I was going down County 14th almost 10 p.m., and I told the Lord, I knew I, I'm sorry, I knew I was supposed to say that to my dad before I left, but I didn't want to speak about death because I had already gone through death when we lost our mom, and I didn't want to speak of it. So hard sometimes when you don't know the word and you don't know that when our loved ones go to be with the Lord, it's, it's, only, it's only a valley. It's, they're only passing through the tunnel to get to a better side. But I showed up to my dad's house and he knew exactly who I was. I opened the door. My dad's from Jalisco, you know, never locked the doors. The door was always open. So I opened the door, I walked in, he was still awake. And he said, ¿Qué pasó, Prieta? Prietita, he would call, ¿Qué pasó, Prietita? That's my nickname, Prieta. He said, what happened? Did you forget something? Se te olvidó algo. And I said, dad, I need to tell you something. I want to thank you because the Lord couldn't have given me a better earthly father. 
He could not have given me an earthly father better than you. You provided for me. You were always there for me. I was always sure that I was going to have food to eat. I never went barefoot to school. I never went to school without clothes. Even if they were my oldest sisters passed down, but I had clothes. I always had, I always knew that you were going to provide for our family, that you would have to work another job if my mom told you that the food was running out in the pantry. I never lacked anything, Dad, because you, because my mom introduced me to her shepherd when I was a little girl, and he became my shepherd. He became my shepherd because you and my mom taught us that. They taught us the way. Dad, this has nothing to do with me marrying Tyrone. I want you to know that. I needed him to know. Yes, I'm grateful. Yes, I am in a relationship where I know that I am loved just the way I am. I am so spacey and quirky. And I make fun jokes at everything, even when you shouldn't make a joke. But he loves me just that way. But I told dad, it's not because of him. I'm grateful for where I am. I'm grateful for the husband. But I need you to know that it was you, dad. You protected me. You guided me. You and my mom, you showed me the way. You gave me your shepherd. You gave me your shepherd. Who's your shepherd? What shepherd are you going to leave to your children? What shepherd are you boasting about to your coworkers, to your friends? Who is your shepherd? Who are you going to show your kids? Who? Who are you in love with? Are you in love with this shepherd that provides? Our shepherd, he provides for us. I had all confidence in a human man who, of course, had faults like any one of us. But if I depended on my dad that much, an earthly man, how can I not? How can I not look up to my father and be assured that he is going to provide for me? He provides for us. He defends us. He cares for us. He gave his life for us, and he gives us eternal life. Hallelujah. We're passing through. Let's stand. We're just passing through. Let's stand to our feet. Let's just let the Lord guide us. We're passing through this life. Let him be your shepherd. If you've never asked him to be your shepherd, can you please raise your hand with me and say these words with me? Father God, I want you to be my shepherd. Say it with me. Be my shepherd. I want to surrender everything right here, right now. And let you guide me. Let you control my life so that I may live in eternity with you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Father God, for your assurance. Amen. Thank you for being here today.